previously on Fear the Walking Dead. This virus is going around. The shootings the past few days. It's connected. People are getting sick. People get sick and they get violent. And the cops shoot. It's dangerous for him to go completely like this. Nick is really hurting right now, and I just need you to call in the prescription. We're coming to get you. Tell us where you are. We're close. Please, it's not safe out here. They're not letting anyone leave. We just need somewhere to ride. I need the yeah. Go to the desert. Don't wait. No. I'm going to wait for you. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Talking Fear of the Walking Dead. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. And yes, as always, uh, we are here to talk about the latest episode in this series, uh, this AMC series. And um, of course, uh, we always like participation. And the way you can participate is you can dial in. That number is uh, 323- 522-4601. Once again, that number is 323-522-4601. As well as you can come to our website, that is IndyRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. And uh, let me introduce my co-host all the way from the ATL. is the one and only Yardley. How are you doing, Yardley? I'm doing great, man. It's NFL kickoff weekend, and we're trying to juggle a little football and um, also check out Fear the Walking Dead. And I look forward to talking about the episode tonight. Yeah, me as well. Uh, joining us as well is uh, Captain Olaf Barbosa. How are you doing, Captain? I am doing great. It's like yeah, Indiana is just as lovely as always. Mm, Indiana's lovely. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, and I'm glad that the uh, basketball season is kicking off, you know. <laughs> you funny, dude. How are you going to be from Oh, NF, NFL, not NBL. Sorry. Yeah, how are you going to be from Indiana and not know about, about all that? <laughs> mm, okay. I'll have to give you a pass, I guess. Maybe. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But uh, I'm glad that you were here with us. And a little bit later, we're going to talk about the excursion that you had. Um, Oh, oh yeah, that was a, it was definitely a definitely an excursion, and before I left, it was uh, UK took over. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about all of that. So, uh, um, also joining us is the one and only uh, Cindy uh, Brooks Sullivan. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. A bit yeah. tired, but I'm good. Yeah, I, Cindy tired. I I've never heard. I heard that you never get tired. It's the allergy meds. <laughs> Everybody got these allergies, man. Oh man. So you guys are fighting it, huh? Well, I'm glad you were here. To, uh, it, it's my it's my meds for allergies and the Olaf syndrome. So <laughs> the Olaf syndrome. That's <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're allergic to me. Mm-hmm. Also joining us is uh tori rush how you doing i am great this week's episode was awesome so i'm super excited about talking about it yeah and also too you have a brand new show about to kick off two shows you have uh the infectious uh geek show uh with olaf that's yes up in a, in a yes i'm weeks. so excited about it yeah 
And yeah, uh, yeah. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait for it. Um, also, you guys have, um, or you do, uh, Tori, is you're going to do a show about the television show Arrow, right? Yes. Okay. All right. You know, I now I never watched that show, so. I'll oh be- my God! You have to catch up on Netflix. It's it's Tori, definitely like. I would def- love to be on that show because Arrow is amazing. Would you? You want to be my co-host? Yeah, sure thing. I love. Oh, awesome! <laughs> All right, we're getting deals done. Fun fact, fun fact for those who don't know, Emily Kenny Beth. She played a bad guy on Arrow. She did. She did. Didn't know that. See, we're learning. <laughs> we're learning things tonight. Okay. See, I know. I know my Arrow. <laughs> yeah, we can totally geek out every week. That'd See? be awesome. <laughs> and, and I read the comics. So. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, I had to start reading them. Okay. Had to. All right. So I'm. We're all looking forward to that as well um tomorrow also make sure you guys check this out at 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern right here on indyradio.org we will be going into our, the third season of uh, men and women talk the mars venus show and we have an all-new uh, episode uh we're going to be talking about double standards that uh, exist between men, men and women uh both olaf and tori will be on that panel as well uh, with Yay. others i have a new co-host uh Acu- Unfortunately, won't be on this season of the show, so uh, Tara Lynn is going to be taking her place. So it should be pretty exciting. So make sure you guys check that out. It should be a lot of fun. We have really good topics this year, and looking forward to that. All right, so we got all that business out the way, so let's get into the episode. And the name of this episode tonight was called The Dog. And, uh, you know... uh, I, I I get under I understand why the episode's called the dog, uh, because there was a dog that was prominently featured in it a little bit, so I got that, you know. Uh, I don't know if I would have titled the episode the dog because I don't, I you know what I mean it it was seen, that seemed like kind of a funny title, but I don't know. I mean that's neither here nor there, but uh, I thought that was kind of kind of funny. I thought. I don't know, did anybody think that the dog was going to have more of a thing to do with the episode, being that was the title, or did you guys know that that was the title? Honestly, I wanted the dog to turn. You know what? Uh, Kirkman said, um, I believe it was in the first season, I remember him saying that animals can't turn. Ah, no fun. Yeah, 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 I remember him saying that too. Yeah, But then I I cried when the walker got all. Yeah, we knew that dog was about to get it. So, uh, but um, so that's the name of the episode, and it pretty much takes off where where the uh, the last episode leaves off. And you know, I don't want to be you know negative. I don't want to say Nancy negative uh, Ned, I guess. But um, I thought about that idea of just hanging back in the barbershop while the riot was going on. And I thought about it. Like, I don't think that was such a great idea because one is you probably are better off getting away or trying to attempting to get away when it just is starting. Um, but I guess they, he was hoping that maybe the police would would come and stop things. But, you know, and then also, too, he was relying on that no one messed with his truck, which that was so funny how the truck, no, you know, how when they 
needed to go back to the truck. The truck was in still in pristine condition when all the other vehicles seem to be have been, you know. <laughs> I thought that was funny, too. Yeah. Well, I was, I was the like, reason it was is because there was a couple of motorcycles parked in front of it, and everybody thought that they belonged to the guy that maybe the truck was with the whoever had the motorcycles and they weren't going to they weren't going to mess with the uh, the bikers <laughs> oh oh that's what they, it was because they thought it was maybe one of the bikers trucks mm. but wait a minute those were rice burners not harley so that really doesn't that kind of shoots that theory yeah <laughs> yeah that's what i was kind of i was just going to let you go on with that one but it that didn't seem real plausible but you know you know we'll we'll roll with that that made sense <laughs> even though i don't it's believe like, so yeah they left it alone because it was near motorcycles now I, i'll say before we go on deeper into the episode i have to say that i i really liked reuben blade's character in this episode uh you know i've i've for a long time appreciated him as an actor and uh i really liked him in this episode but you know he's kind of a character that we've seen before, you know what I mean? Yeah, in yeah. other stuff, but you somebody know. even said he was like Dale. Mm, I don't know about Dale though. He's it more, was kind of a joke, but Dale. it was like still funny, you know. He was I, trying to be the moral compass a little bit. Mm, he's more a hardcore Dale though, in my mind. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I, I really did. Uh, like his character in this um but when uh now this is something that i'm not quite sure about and maybe you guys can help me um the griselda is that daniel's wife or mother i thought it was Um, wife yeah i think it's i think it's his wife I thought uh, it was his wife as well. Okay, because Ophelia is his daughter. That's for sure. Right. So, right. okay, because I, I wasn't quite sure about that. So that's definitely his wife. And I, yeah, I'd say it's his wife. Now, now when they were escaping and that um, the stanchion fell on top of her, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, that's the, last, that's, that's the last thing you want in, in the zombie apocalypse, right, is uh, someone Yeah, wounded. get trapped under a scaffolding thing. Yes, yes. So, you know, at some point she is. We can all bet that she's going to turn. Um, so she's not long. For, I don't think she's long for the show. But, but um, you know, I guess they're just setting that up. But um, um, so what do you guys think about the whole escape scene? We'll start off with you, uh, Tori. Uh, when they, you know, had to make their beeline to the the truck. I don't know. I felt like very convenient, except <laughs> except for the statue falling on her. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it was almost like they had like like the seas parted for them. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> it was it was it was too convenient in my mind. Like they just got in the truck and the truck was like not surrounded by people and they just drove off. For, you know, like mm-hmm. eh. I love this I think, scene. Where the the one walker is eating the guy, but no one noticed it because it's, you know, they're, they're yeah, in the middle like of riot. Everybody's like, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little the, surreal. Eating the cop in riot gear, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, that was it's like funny. you're gnawing on like you know all this stuff. It's like how do you just barely get in his neck? I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, also, too, uh, at what 
how much does the cops know? Uh, I don't remember that was something we talked about a couple of weeks ago in the last episode. Um, they had that scene at the hospital, which I liked, with the old lady where they, you know, they executed. I mean, like, it sure it sure took a lot of shots too to get that old woman down. Um, yeah, for, uh, for especially for the like the SWAT team or whatever mm-hmm. they were, you know. Because SWAT goes for the head, right? Uh, yard yeah. yeah they're, aren't they trained to take out, to, to take headshots? Yeah. Uh, well, snipers are, but mm-hmm. in other words, uh, the rest of SWAT, they'd go, you know, they'd go for arms, chest. Center uh, mass. Yeah, center oh, mass. Oh, okay. So that's why they had a hard time. The sniper, no, when, when you get the SWAT, SWAT snipers, they go for the head. Okay. Uh, but regular SWAT goes like, you know, like Yardy said, goes for center mass. Okay. So that yeah, that made sense, I guess. Then when yeah. you do it like that, um, now uh, I'm not a, a wound expert, but uh, if they don't get the proper treatment for it, uh, you know, you know, she's not going to live much longer. Uh, how long do you think before that wound becomes to the point where you know she's going to possibly die? Uh, it really depends on how well they take care of the wound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, mean, I guess they like, have a chance because well, I'm not going to get into the whole military thing at the end, but I, maybe she has a chance. I guess with the military, if they're going to look yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. If she doesn't bleed out, when there's if she didn't bleed out from it, mm-hmm. in other words, it'd take a while before it would actually kill her. Uh, in other words, not having. Not having any antibiotics, or if you if they didn't clean it, if they didn't clean the wound, good, or and you know they don't have any antibiotics, uh, you know it'd take a while before she actually died, mm-hmm. uh, or before the infection got bad enough to kill her. Because her foot was already, I think, turning black, right? Well, you just had a scaffolding drop on the thing. It's mm-hmm. going to turn black and blue. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that there it being black in other words it probably it may probably uh kind of crushed and broke a few bones, so she's in a lot of pain, but uh you know she doesn't bleed out and uh it didn't really look didn't really look like there was much blood coming from it, which no, kind of for how kind of <laughs> for how deep it was like. <laughs> There's a chunk of missing out of her foot and it barely bled. I ain't gonna lie, part of me was like, they should just leave, old girl. <laughs> I know I ain't right, <laughs> but uh, I was like, oh man, she ain't gonna make it. You know, but I guess we, we know more than they do, but I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, know, like it, well, you know, the whole thing about scaffolding falling over, them being able to pick it back up, uh, like, what, okay. Because. Uh, uh, Travis really wasn't helping pick up the scaffolding. He was pulling her out from underneath of it when the rest of them pick it up. And that scaffolding's not that light. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, they were able to, with with uh, very little problems. Right. To do that, yeah. And just, you know, it, amazingly, nobody tried to, like, hit them or anything, or, you know, they just kind of like they had a straight shot to the truck uh, and the truck was just happened to be you know not that far for him to pick her up and run to the truck that's what I said it's like so convenient <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little force field around them 
Mm. Yeah, so let, let's go. Let's go to um, to uh, excuse me, uh, Mad, uh, Madison and uh, Frank and Alicia. So they're playing Monopoly and shit uh, while this is all popping off. And for some crazy reason, they decide not to tell Alicia what's going on. And Madison gives an excuse like some to the effect of uh, uh, it was something like um, maybe she won't have to see see it for herself or something to that effect, which I thought was kind of I thought that was kind of weak. But what um, I mean, what do you guys think about about them not telling her? I mean, like information is everything right so um you know you know uh, she won't know what to you know how to fight you know so uh what you think about that cindy them not telling her i honestly i think they wanted to not tell her because of the fact that they left her boyfriend in the state that he did Mm -hmm. so i think they were trying to avoid that realization and grief you know, and, and maybe even worried that she would be so hysterical to as to want to leave and go check on him. And he's, as we all know, he's going to be a walker. So I, I, I really think it was just to kind of care for her and keep her away from trying to get back to her boyfriend. Because most likely, as we all know, he's probably turned by now. And I think it was a way that for them to protect her mentally and physically. Okay, so you're okay with that then? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think I got where they were coming from. I saw it as a, a parental thing for them to be like, you know, this is really going to break her. We left her boyfriend like this. We don't, we don't want to tell her what he's going to become. And I also don't think they want her to see what he's became. Until, you know, until we saw what happened tonight. And I think she came to realization, you know, she was in denial, you know, that, okay, he doesn't look like that. That's not what he is. He was just sick. But I think that that was part of it was it was a parental way of making sure she didn't go back there and also not freaking her out, you know, and making her spiral into like a crazy Rick mode, I guess. (laughs) Rick mode is funny. That's funny though, but also too though the 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 mistake that you have when not saying it is that she walks up to the person going, "Hey, are you okay?" Until it's too late and that person's on him biting him. You know what I'm saying? Very true. And I and I thought about that, and I was you know I was kind of like you know we we kind of need, and that was I got that feeling too with Travis not being happy about his son learning about the gun. Right. It's it's all about survival, you know, and it's like have you not gotten it through your head yet? You know, yeah, they're dead. They're gone. These people are dead. There's no there's no cure. They're dead. You know, I think they made it pretty clear with that, you know, ending where what's his, what was his name? Calvin? Right. Where Calvin gets back up, you know. I think he should have been more of I need to be a father. I need to protect my son. So, yeah, by all means, teach him everything he needs to know. But but then again, maybe it's going to be like a uh, kind of a way where, you know, the the more shit that starts starts to happen, 
the more he's going to finally realize we need to train our kids in what to expect and what to not do. You know, don't go off alone. If you do get attacked, do this. This is how you change, you know, this is how you turn. Signs to look for, ways to take them out. I was still kind of shocked, you know, that they, they didn't take out Susan. I knew that I, I, as soon as it happened, I literally went, that's going to come back towards the end of the episode. Somebody's going to die or get attacked. Mm-hmm. And they even because said they it left too. that woman alive. And I yeah, think, that's how I thought, too. <laughs> they even said yeah, it. Well, what, I think what about maybe her they're husband? realizing, holy shit, maybe we should just start killing everyone we run into now. Whether they're your friends or not, it's, it's going to have to happen. But I also think that's going to bring some more drama into the show. You know what? To, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're, I was uh, going to say, they're going to have to start telling them about this stuff because, you know, they got, they got no clue. And I guess they're trying to protect them by not telling them, but by not telling them, they're putting them in more danger. Right. And also, too, we got to remember to not, uh, Yardley, uh, to not expect the rules of Walking Dead where at its current location in the in the timeline. We got to realize that these people are in an earlier timeline. So I think a lot of times as fans, we're putting on... You know, we're putting on these guys like, don't you know? But they haven't gotten there yet, right? So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like they said, they've even said, you know, because I see it on my page a lot and I see it on my convention page a lot where people are saying, you know, where in the timeline are we? You know, where is this happening? And, you know, yes, we don't know exactly. Obviously, you know, the obvious answer is obviously we're at the start. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of people will go into, okay, well, where is the group at this point in time? And they, <laughs> have made it, they, they have made it known that, you know, by the time season one ends, Rick is still in a coma, if that gives you any idea as to where our group is, you know. Yeah, there it's, is no group. Yeah, right there's, there's, there's probably no group. It's probably still... Shane, Lori, and Carl on their own, you know? Yeah, trapped in a car somewhere in traffic. Um, these first six episodes take place over three weeks. That's been established. Yeah. These three weeks are up. That's when Rick will be waking up out of his coma. Yep. So, that that's good as far as giving us the timeline, too. And and also, too, we have to, re- we have to remind, you know, that these are, you know, they're early on. So they don't know the rules yet. And also, too, uh, I remember Kirkman saying that in the world of Walking Dead, there's no such things as zombies. You know what I mean? So um, that word doesn't even exist in the Walking Dead universe. So, And I, I believe he even said there's no zombie movies or anything. Am I on crack, uh, Tori? Didn't he say that that in the world? Yes, he did say that. So there's no concept of what a zombie is. So right, you know. So there's no oh, stab them in the brain. You know, they have to learn that. You know, they don't have other movies to draw from. Like there's no Night of the Living Dead in the Walking Dead universe. Yeah, like I, I think I think also Galen heard did an interview as well, saying that this is a society. You know where a zombie's never been thought of. You right. know, there there are there's nothing to go they have nothing to go off of. They have no idea what this is besides sick people. Um and actually I don't know if anyone has 
I'm always a loser when we do these podcasts. I have like a million pages up. Um, but someone, I did just come across someone posted on my group a truth, a Walking Dead true fact. Mm-hmm. And it says, creator Robert Kirkman says, Fear the Walking Dead will contain clues to the Walking Dead. And so I'm wondering, has anyone been noticing the clocks by chance? No, yes. No, uh, that was discussed in my group last week about... Um, any like significance to them yet? No. Well, they showed the date where the apocalypse started. I did catch start- that one on the banner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in 2015, so... I'm, I'm also wondering if maybe we'll learn something new about the virus that our doesn't know. Mm. No, uh, that no. was already talked about, um, that Kirkman said that there will not be any answers to the virus. Okay. Ever. Well, yeah, I don't mean, like, a cure or anything, but maybe, you know... No, he's not gonna, like, that's not gonna even be talked about. Not even, like... Uh, how the CDC did it when they met up with Jenner. It's not going to even be talked about. Okay. Which sucks. <laughs> yeah, there'll be no, no clues to how it started. No, nothing. Okay, because I kind of got that feeling tonight. It made me think about it when the when the army showed up. I was like, oh, you know, maybe they've got an answer to or maybe they'll drop a hint somewhere. But I almost feel like I forget which character I've, I've been feeling it lately by what they're saying when they encounter walkers. And that is, I feel like it, may, it might be Travis. Um, Travis or Madison, I think, has said several things lately that have led me to believe that maybe it's going through the, their head that everyone has it. it you know, that mindset. Not just it's some sickness, you know. But I have noticed others, you know, are saying you get bit and that's it. She, uh, yeah, she seems to be the one that's catching on a little bit faster. Yeah. You know, when she had, uh, when she was looking at her neighbor, she had that hammer. Like, she already had the instinct, you know. Yeah, and and actually, too, when they found her, she was saying, you know, does she have bites? Right. You know, She's been the one that I've been feeling like, are you putting this together already? You know, you know, it, I, I almost feel like, you know, maybe with, maybe by next season, maybe she will come to that assumption. Maybe we'll never be told that by somebody, but maybe she will come to that assumption of, holy shit, people are changing. And for example, you know, with the girl with the wounded leg. If she turns, it's kind of going to be a given right there. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, oh, my God. People are changing, and she's not bit. We've had her this whole time, and she she never even had signs of sickness. So may, maybe that's when they're going to – maybe that's when our new group is going to be like, okay, this, this doesn't look right. You know, she's not bit, and there's nothing to indicate her changing. Right. They're going to have to put it together themselves because it's not like they're going to have the luxury of walking up to the CDC and finding out from straight from the horse's mouth, pretty much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, something I want to go to is, uh, and I'm going to ask uh, Yardley this, is uh, there was a scene where, where uh, Mr. Salazar 
was showing um, showing uh, Christopher, I'm sorry, Lorenzo, uh, how to, uh, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, Christopher, uh, showing him how to use a shotgun. And, and Travis wasn't very happy about that. And, uh, you know, there was a little back and forth. And then Madison, Madison, you know, was saying, you know, I think he needs to, to learn. And then a little bit later, when Madison tries to take out, uh, I can't remember, what's the old lady who turned? Susan. Uh, Susan, thank you. When she turned and she was going to beat her with a hammer, uh, a la uh, Tyrese, um, you know, Travis stopped her from doing it. And then you see in the background, you see uh, Daniel uh, Salazar say that he was weak. Um, do you share those sentiments, or is, is it just that he hasn't adjusted yet to uh, the new world? Do you think he's just a weak well, person? I, I mean, he's about as adjusted, I would suppose, as you could get in this point. I just think that his, you know, his personality is, is probably... I want to say it's a little bit passive, but at the same time, I mean, he's for the most part in these first uh, three episodes, he's kind of been on top of his game. But I do think that with him being a little bit more guarded, I don't know if it's because it's supposed to come off that, you know, he cares about her a lot. And he thinks that, you know, maybe potentially if something was to make a turn as far as um, what's going on, if she would have killed Susan. Um, he sort of mentioned, you know, something that could come back to bite you or or something like that. But I do have to definitely um, agree with um, the perception that in some instances, um, I guess that he's weak. But I, I, will, I will have to say this with Susan um, and that whole situation when her husband came home, the thing that I thought was just really strange and I don't necessarily care how long you've been married to somebody or how you feel about somebody. How in the hell are you going to walk up and let <laughs> Susan like hug you and stuff <laughs> like that? Though? So I found that kind of odd um, that she was that messed up. But I'll have to say, you know, Travis is kind of up and down how they're doing it. Mm -hmm. and I do kind of think that that's a weakness because you mentioned um, when Madison was going to pull a Tyrese. It's almost like uh, Travis's persona, his personality, is the way that they wrote Tyrese in The Walking Dead. So I don't really want to see the character go down that path, but I think that they've established that um, Mr. Salazar is probably um, the person with their head on the straightest. You know, I think that he's kind of looking ahead in certain situations, trying to get people um, prepared in a subtle, in a subtle way. So I would probably say that Travis is, you know, kind of weak. The way that they're writing him, they're taking a note out of their Walking Dead playbook. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll come out of it in the next couple of episodes and um, try to be a little bit more assertive as far as his family is concerned. Yeah, and and also too, um, what do you what did you think about the idea of uh, waiting till the morning to leave? Uh, me personally, I. I would have went. In, I would have went in at night because, obviously, it wasn't safe where they were at. Um, you know, it didn't seem to make much sense to wait till the morning. I mean, I understand the idea of you don't know if the if it's passable or not, but it just seems like things are were deteriorating at such a rapid pace that you probably want to get out 
as soon as possible before it got you know crazy. I don't know. I mean, you can make arguments both cases, but we, uh, we'll start back with you, Yardley, and then we'll ask the panel. Do you think it was right to leave in the morning? Yeah, I would have definitely left in the morning mm -hmm. because, for one, and this isn't something that they showed on the show, all right, I said, let's leave. They didn't state where they were going. They didn't have a plan or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We don't know how many hours until morning it was. I mean, mm -hmm. we're watching the show. We just see that it's night. Was it three or four, you know what I'm saying, in the morning? And it's going to be light out in a couple of hours. We don't really know that, um, basically. So I would have probably took that time and said, okay, we'll leave. It's, you know, the crack of dawn or whatever. Oh, dark early. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to sit down and we're going to make a plan about where, where we're going to go. You know, try to map out a way to get there that might not necessarily take um, all of the main roads or, or just, you know, just you just got to have a plan. And I think that had they showed that Travis made that suggestion and then told everybody why he's coming to that decision, I think that it would have come off better. Um, you know, you definitely need time to kind of get your head on straight. It also could have been time that's spent, which they still don't do on the show, of people just sitting down, everybody talking about what they've seen up to that point, and try to draw some conclusions um, of how they're going to handle certain situations or their opinion on what's going on um, going forward. I think that the show's totally failed because one of the um, something that you can almost guarantee human nature wise is when something like this is going on, if you do have a moment where you're not necessarily outside where all of the things are going on. If you're inside, people are going to sit down and just have conversations. They're going to get stuff off of their chest. They're going to talk about everything that they've seen, blah, blah, blah. And they're still not doing that on this show. I know that the communication, a lot of their issues come from a lack of communication. And, you know, they just refuse to, to you know, I don't, I, there's something I don't like in movies and television where if I don't like things, you know, conflict just because the characters didn't talk to each other. You know what I mean? It kind of, to me, I don't know, it kind of, it's, it's almost like a sellout in a way. But, you know, it's like all they had to say was say, you know, and they're right next to each other. I hate that. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, the, the you know, this show, not the, just this show, but a lot of shows suffer from that. And with this situation where in, information is like gold, you know. And, like, I give you another thing, too, is there was that cat, that was down, you know, down the street, you know, where they kind of, uh, yeah. the guy with the beard, and he kind of just looked at each other. It's like, you know, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, who the hell does that? If you go outside your house and your neighbor's there, you're like, motherfucker, do you see what's going on? <laughs> right. you know? That was my favorite scene, though. Like that whole like little Jesus. scenario. Like there, are, like he took out the trash and he looked down, saw his neighbor walk back in, and there's uh you know, Salazar was teaching his son how to load a shotgun over coffee. I mean, that's the perfect zombie apocalypse starting point, right? Yeah, but, but yeah. <laughs> it was totally to surreal. Yeah. Came, uh, you know, I just, I don't buy all of that stuff they've gone through and you not saying anything to your neighbor. His neighbor was looking like, you didn't see that dude leave my house last night, did you? And took his ass back in the house. I don't know, man. That was just kind of weird. That would be the first thing I would be saying is, uh, 
Hey, man, did you see what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, we're packing up all our stuff and we're trying to head such and such. I'd have been well, telling my neighbor everything. the trash out? Yeah. Like, who's going to go pick know. it up? I know, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that is definitely something that I've noticed, though. I just think that it's weird um, that people aren't flapping their gums more in this situation. That's just kind of. It's kind of ridiculous to me at this point. You know what? I'm going to bring up a movie I saw recently. And um, and this kind of fits what you're just saying about, you know, no communication. They made a, a remake of uh, the movie, uh, uh, shit, uh, Poltergeist. And first of all, that movie is absolutely terrible. Uh, and remake. second of all, second of all, though. You know the teenage sister in it? Has everyone seen it? Yeah, that's Brighton's uh, sister. It's Brighton Sharabino's sister. Right, right. She, yeah, I, I recognized her. Uh, that's Olaf's uh, homie, uh, actually. Um, she's, she's pretty good looking. Yeah, but she's like 16 now. <laughs> she's yeah. not like 16. No way. Yeah, yeah she's, she's no, really she just young. turned 16. She was like Bright or okay. Saxon is. Me, you know, last year in Atlanta, I could have sworn she was, like, 20. You know, it's so funny. Guys be seeing her and be like, oh, she, oh, she look good. Oh, how old is she? Uh, she's 16. Oh, shit. Uh, whoa, yeah, like, yeah. Last, last year in Atlanta, when we met her, she was she's 15. Yeah. Yeah, she's real young. But, um, okay, so in that movie, uh, just to give you an example, um, basically, extra, uh, not extraterrestrials, uh, uh, ghosts, basically suck in the house shoot it up in the air blow it up and not one neighbor walks out to see what's going on <laughs> it's like all this shit is happening they're on their front lawn and not one neighbor comes out during all this it's like what neighborhood do they live in yeah. <laughs> it's, it's well, like you see what you don't realize is in the re in the remake of poltergeist wouldn't that all happen See, there was a a wall of silence <laughs> up with that. So they didn't, unless they were looking out the window, they didn't see all that. Man, it, it was so fun. All of this shit happens where they get sucked in. It's like a hell portal. All of this stuff, nobody comes out. So finally, the the family, spoiler alert, drives in their car and drives away. They go way, they're just driving through the neighborhoods. So I'm thinking, like, are they the only people that actually own a house in this neighborhood? No, there's cars in there. And then finally, when they get to the end of the block, to like this long block, then people start to come out. I'm like, wow, it takes a lot to get people uh, excited over here, okay? <laughs> you know. Thanks so, a lot, Kente. You just ruined the movie for me. Yeah, well, I, I, you'll thank me uh, for. Don't waste your time. It's, it's fine. I have seen the original. It's terrible. But, uh, but just, you know, that kind of thing. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, what, you know, give each other. Um, some information, you know, talk. I, you know, I look. If you hear, you know, if you heard a, a siren on down the street, you know, you go to your neighbor and like, hey, what's going on down there? You know, like, you know, you try to find out. But these, you know, they have a damn zombies walking around eating the dog and people and stuff, and they're just, you know, they just look at the neighbor like, hey, <laughs> you know, like, what, like a very tight-lipped community is what it is. <laughs> extremely tight-lipped. Uh, so, um, also too, why did they leave their door open when they went to go get the shotgun? Oh, I know. <laughs> I was well, yelling in, at my TV. <laughs> in case the dog needed to get back out. That, that was so dumb. Like, 
It's like, which... Of course he's going to go into the home. Like, completely stupid. I mean, am I am I crazy? No, that no. was... That was like a... Moment. It's like, okay, the, do- you're, the dog's in the house barking at the front door. And then you go running out the back door, leave it open, and go into the other house and leave the door standing wide open. What's wrong with you? Because they had the door. They left the door open when they let first let the dog in. And then they yeah. went in the back, leaving the door open. I'm like, what are you doing? They yeah, obviously they... didn't have horror movies in this <laughs> <Right>. little <laughs> universe either. <laughs> or common well, when sense. When they went into the neighbor's house, they walked in, they opened the door, walked in. And they hollered, Sally, Sally, and okay, no answer. Oh, but they're not home. Walk in, and they left that door standing wide open. Horror movie 101, man. They they have shut no the, idea. Shut the door. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm i sitting there like, they got that dog killed, by the way. Yeah, they did. Bait. That poor dog was bait. Yeah. Shit, bring the and, dog. And, and, you know, there must not be any horror movies or anything else. You don't walk around inside your house and walk up to a window to look out it, shining the flashlight out the window you're trying to look out of. <laughs> and That's what? just, I mean, you're, you're, you're shining the light out the window to try to, it's like, are you trying to attract everybody to you or what? Yeah. I don't know, man. Old old woman Sally, though, she was like she she went to the Jason school of how to sneak up on people because <laughs> she, she how did she track how did her old slow butt track uh, Alicia down? Like all of a sudden, she was like Alicia was way ahead of her, and next thing you know, she's like grabbing her like <laughs> well because that uh, that was some sort of a maze that they built back. Yeah, what the fuck? And, what the hell was that? What, when they, in other words, when they came out, uh, when they came out of the house and went running back over because they saw Travis coming up the driveway, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know why they went out the back door and, you know, but anyway, uh, as they were running through there, the uh, it's like it, uh, is it Nick, the or the, mm-hmm. uh, they're running. He goes left now, now, now right now back to the left. He was guiding them. He knew how to get through that maze. So it was some sort of a maze that they built back there. Yeah. Maybe it was one of those hedge mazes, you know? Yeah. And, and in other words, so, and Alicia, when she was trying to come back, she got lost or she got confused and went the wrong way. I she, almost she feel like she knew that way because he snuck out so much from the house. Right. Yeah. He, well, he said he tried to, he tried to, he tried, he knew they had a shotgun because he tried to steal it once. Right. So he knew his way through the maze. He knew how to get through it the right way to get to the neighbor's house and how to get back, like you said, because he'd been navigated it a few times. Yeah, and they, and um, so, so they went to Sally, what's her name? Sally's house? Yeah, uh, Sally. Yes. Okay. Susan. Susan. Oh, Susan. Yeah. yeah Susan. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Susan. But uh, <laughs> we went to, they went to Susan's house. And I guess, she, what, she didn't hear him the first time because so, she didn't come out. Uh, but when she doubled back, you knew when she when they doubled back to get the shotgun, you knew that somebody was going to be there, you know? Yeah. And uh, th- it was so funny. Like, why was she standing in front of the door being ominous? You know, it's just like, <laughs> it, like was, she just stood in front of the door, behind the door like, to see your feet. Like, you know, it's like, 
play. Well, did did you catch the numbers when Alicia went running back into the other house to get the shotgun shells? Uh-huh. She's down on the floor picking up the shells. Right. And she looks up on the table and she sees a bottle of pills opened, and the the bottle's empty. Mm-hmm. And then she looks and sees uh, feet under the door. Right. Why like, was she standing? Why was the uh, Sally or Susan? I'm sorry. Why was she just standing there like that, trying to be creepy? Yeah, and where, where <laughs> was zombies she? do? They they're creepy. Yeah, yeah but, but they, where was she in the house when they came in? Because Alicia was wandering around through the house, right? Uh, and looking around, and you know where was uh, where was she at? Uh, that she didn't come out, you know, sooner because they were making all kinds. Of, they were making noise and shining the lights around and looking and like, oh no, and all that. So there was plenty of time for her Listen, to come out from wherever like she's the, hiding at. Maybe the the disturbance of the dog attracted her to another part of the house or towards the sound. <laughs> and then the noise inside the house. Who knows? They're zombies, you know? That's what, that's what they do. They creep, you know? <laughs> yeah, it just it just seemed like that was just, you know, just to give that good shot, you know, of... Cause he just she just stood there for like a while, giving her an opportunity to leave, and then when she ran out, ran through the maze, somehow uh, creepy Susan Walker lady was able to catch up to her, and then enough to grab her to almost get her. <laughs> you know, it just didn't make it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but you know. And then uh, it's funny too, Alicia, um, when she took the swing at um, she took a swing at. Uh, Christopher, you know, and damn near broke her nose, broke his nose, you know, which was unnecessary as well. So we got right. that we, was a Lori move right there. <laughs> yeah, we're starting to see their dynamic too, how they feel about each other, you know, which isn't very good. So you got some crazy, it's like you got some crazy woman trying to drag you back, grab your leg, and pull you back down, and then somebody's trying to grab a hold of you and going. It's like Alicia, grab my hand, grab my hand, and 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 saying, "Come on, let me help you." And then, you know, pulls her across and saves her. Uh, it just it, something ain't right. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was pretty funny. That, my favorite line of the night was uh, whenever he goes out in the morning, like right before they were going to leave, and he's like, "Good morning, Susan." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> And she's like, rah, and he's just like, morning, you know? Like. Yeah. I have to say my quote of the episode was, a gun doesn't care how you feel about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I'm, yeah, that's my boy, though. He, he's a, he's, I hope he's, I hope uh, San Daniel is going to be in there for a while. I hope he's not, I hope it's not going to be a situation where, you know, he gets killed off at the end of the season or something like that, because I really like, you know, I, I like his dynamic, you know? And and he obviously, you know, he's had a hard life. You know what I mean? So, and he didn't blink when it was time to do what he had to do. Because remember, he even said this. What did he say? He said, when he said, oh, um, he said, oh, you knew that one or something like that. You know, like, like oh, that was why it was so uh, difficult for you because you knew that. You know, it was like, like he was trying to say, you know, hey, it, I, you got to do what you got to do, bro. <laughs> you know, like he he wasn't even sweating that, so I, I like that. 
in his character. Um, all right, so let's let's get to the to the part with the military. Um, first of all, uh, <clears throat> when uh, when Madison doubled back to go to you know to warn um, I can't remember with Susan's husband, which is great. Patrick. Patrick, thank you, Patrick. You're um, were you guys okay with her double double back? I was like, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't mm-hmm. surprised at all. I wasn't surprised at all, but you know, I guess it's not doggy dog time yet. But you know, I'd have been like, "Dang, that's gonna suck." What's about to happen, though? Oh boy, that's what I would have been kind of you know, because they they could have done something about it before, and uh, Travis made him stop. So tonight. Now ain't the time, right? <laughs> you know, once you didn't already start on the road, you know. So, um, um, so were you guys? Uh, was anybody surprised by the military intervention? <laughs> I was. I was surprised about how they intervened. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the military was there, shot Susan in the head, so they knew that an affected um, individual was at that house. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, the military should have went in after actually seeing them around that infected person, they would have secured all of them. They would have probably bound them and put them in one area right. and made them secure and would not have just let them in walking all willy-nilly around other people who were there <laughs> trying right. to check out the neighborhood. So I don't know who the hell their, uh, <laughs> who the hell their squad leader is or the, the staff sergeant or whoever the hell. They slipping because you have to secure those individuals especially when you've already seen that they've been in proximity of the infected. So they didn't even do that. So I thought that that was kind of really sloppy. Very sloppy. Now I'm going to have to go back to the walking dead and I'm going to ask you guys, what do you guys remember about what has been said about how the military acted after the, uh, the, um, you know, everybody started to turn. I know they kind of talked about it a little bit in the first season, and very a little bit in the book. Do you guys remember what they said the military did to try it at first before they were overrun? I don't. I'm having a blonde moment. <laughs> I, I know they set up. Yeah. They set up like uh, like safe zones or yeah. attempted to, and then they eventually got overran. Um, so I guess we're going to see somewhat uh, what happened when they attempted. Because remember. Uh, the the hospital that Rick woke up in was kind of like a safe zone, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think: was the military had the military been there at that? Yeah, because it was like a yeah. Uh, the they were shooting stuff. people in the hospital. Right, right, right. So, uh, so I guess we'll kind of see. We'll see the West Coast version of what what probably went down over there at uh, you know, um, you know, in Atlanta. So. I'm try- I'm still trying to figure out though how does how do all of those military people get overran by walkers though with all that uh that might I don't That's know That's a good question. That's a very good question because there's so much uh weapons and uh crowd uh control and well, training Well, what what military bases are near Los Angeles uh can take cuz it also depends on Porter. Where certain installations are, 
where are you dispersing um, the resources that you have? Mm-hmm. So I don't really know any. I'm not familiar off the top of my head of thinking about what actually uh, actual military installations that are there that have, you know, a lot of live ordnance and things like that, you know, on the site. You know, I, I don't know. Because um, yeah, right now, wouldn't it be like the National Guard and not yep. necessarily mm-hmm. military like army? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then at a certain point, too, when things start breaking down, at what point do they do even the military start going rogue? You know, when your commanders are dead and, you know, and all of that, then, you know, you know, then they start going rogue. But then there's, you know, there's tanks. You know, I'm my question is there has to be a military stronghold somewhere, you know, because we have a lot of soldiers, right? So in this world, I wonder where is the stronghold? I mean, is the Pentagon, you know? No, it's actually right by where I live because there's so many military bases. No, I mean, on the, like in the Walking East Dead Coast, universe. Yeah. yeah. Like, what it, you know, the Pentagon must be still intact, I would think, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would take a lot to bring the Pentagon down. Jeez. Right. So. That that's something I'm really interested in, you know, but I, I'm sure we're not going to get that, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but it, it was real interesting too when they came in, and like you said, they they mu- they have a, they must have a strong idea of exactly what what the uh, what the the um, disease or what it, what do you what are they calling it the um, infection the, the infection of the, the virus the virus. Because they seem not concerned about catching it airborne or anything like that. So they must already know. Well, they said something about the blood. Mm-hmm. He's, the one guy said, oh, we took him because he had the victim's blood all over his body. Mm-hmm. And she asked, oh, does that mean that the blood is, is the key? And he didn't answer her. And we know that's not true. Uh, I mean, right. we, we know that. Because Rick and all of these people, they'd have been drenched in blood from walkers and nothing happened to them. Right. Well, that's just what he said at the at mm-hmm. this point in time. Right. So he doesn't even really know. Yeah. yeah. Some of them, I, I guess, the, you saw some of the military had on the, the you know, full, like, gas mask or, or you know, they had uh, the, you know, the full face mask with the filters on it so that you, so they weren't breathing in anything and then you know and they have the one guy as they're going through with a surgical mask on you know it kind of keeps up and then the other guy she's talking to doesn't even have his on and you're like oh he was covered in infected blood right you know why did you have why didn't you have your (laughs) you know mask up you know he was he's wandering around and i don't know uh he didn't follow protocol (laughs) yeah i I guess not i guess not yeah Mm. So, and then also too. So they they lied about the dog being buried because that was uh, the the neighbor guy being buried. Um, was that necessary? You think for her to lie about the uh, say that the, we buried our dog or whatever? They're gonna find the 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 infected guy with his head blown off. You know, <laughs> like who well, cares not, about the dog? No, he wrapped. Remember, he wrapped it in the. Um, uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's carpet, yeah. carpet, yeah. And then I guess he dumped it out of the carpet. I don't know why. That didn't make no sense. Like he had the body in the carpet, 
Then he buried the body. Then he took the carpet and then threw it in the trash. <laughs> I was like, why didn't he just put the carpet in the body? Like, why did he take the body out of the carpet? He didn't want to dig as big a hole as it needed for the carpet. Man, I wouldn't take that body. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd rather dig a bigger hole than you know, <laughs> see that again. Are you kidding me? Because, <laughs> like you said, at this point, they don't know how you can catch it. So, as far as, you know, they could catch it from just being around the body. So, yeah. You know, and then also, too, um, when Salazar shoots the neighbor guy, did he, was the first shot to his face? Yes. Yeah, but uh, I uh-huh. think it had I think it had the bird shot in it, not yep. the double lot. In other words, that's why he put the gun straight to his head and then you know right up to him because he he did shoot him, mm-hmm. but it was more of a face shot. Right. Yeah, I have a great picture actually of like right as he turns around, like what his face look like. It's great. Yeah, he turned around. He looked really pissed, kind of like, oh, "What the hell did you shoot my face off for?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> right. But yeah. when when he was showing uh, showing Chris the how to you know how to load the gun, and all that, you know, he pulled out the one shells. He said these are like uh, you know eight number eight shot. That's you know bird yeah. shot. It won't do much. And then these are double lot. That's what you want to load in because that'll take care of it. So they probably had the birdshot, uh, birdshot in it first. Mm-hmm. So it would have, you know, messed up his face, but it wouldn't have killed him. And then when you put it like straight to his, like put it right up to his forehead and pull the trigger, yeah, it's gonna blow your head off. Yeah, the birdshot will do the trick up that close. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, we're at the halfway point now of this of the series, and. Um, let me just I'm gonna start off with you, Cindy. Uh so what are you thinking so far? We're at the halfway point. We have three more episodes left. Um are I think we have enough material to kind of judge the show so far. So um are you happy? Are you still on the fence? How do you feel? I actually feel a lot happier than I did before about it. Okay. Um it uh it took a while to to really like get me into it, but I, I actually am very interested in it now. So it, it's done its job, and I think uh, I think it's only going to get better from here. So I look forward to, to seeing more, especially season two. Is, now, question, is there anything that you think is missing from it that you wanted to see that you didn't get? Um, I'm not sure, really. I, I think I would have rather been able to see more of L.A. unraveling right. before the military got in. Uh, that is something that I thought we would see, and we really, we really didn't. I mean, we in a way kind of saw it, but we didn't see it to the extent that I had really hoped to. I really wanted to be able to see the, you know the reactions, which we got a glimpse of, but I didn't want it to go that fast. I wanted it to, to be like, okay, this is what happened. This is, this is what would happen if a zombie apocalypse, you know, were to really happen. People would freak out this way. And they just, they didn't, I I feel like they kind of failed on that point, even though they did have some of it though. So, I mean, I can't complain. It's still good. 
Well, I have good news for you, uh, Cindy. Oh, um, boy. You said you really want to see L.A. unravel. Well, uh-huh. my Dodgers are, like, one of the best teams in baseball. So if they win the uh-huh. World Series, come on down. We're going to tear the city up uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they win the championship. Uh, okay. So, uh, so you know, I'll, I'll drive you around and you can watch uh, L.A. unravel. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right. All right, so Tori, so we're three episodes in. What what, you, what are you thinking right now? And and what what would you have liked to have seen that maybe you haven't seen yet? I really like it so far. I mean, the mm-hmm. pace picked up perfectly. You know, each episode so far, more and more uh, things are interesting. Like, not just the plot-wise, but like how the characters are reacting to what they're seeing and uh, having to learn everything over again, starting from the beginning, you know, because we're so far into The Walking Dead, you're like, oh, of course you had him in the head, duh, you know, but they don't know that, you know, they have no idea yet. And it's really fun to see them relearn everything or them learn everything and us relearn everything with them. Um, it's kind of like a parent teaching their kid how to ride a bike or something. You're like, you can do it. Yes. You know, <laughs> uh, when she was about to squash Susan in the head with that hammer, I was like, yes. And then he's like, no, no. And I was like, okay, Dale, you know, like, <laughs> uh, one thing that I like to see is I would love to see an answer to the virus, like a little bit more information that we could, uh, go by just so we know like kind of like where it came from like who got infected first how it got brought into the public the way it did i'd like to see more of that okay and what about you olaf uh three episodes in what's your take well i liked how it started off in others because of how they how they did you know they showed like a isolated incident and then showed just normal you know uh, normal activity going on like the next block over. So I liked how it, how it started out. And so far how it's been going, I, I like how it's, like how it's progressing. And the, the you know, and kind of like, I would have liked to have seen more, you know, a little bit more of, you know, what really got the riots started other than people just being, uh, just being crazy. You know the the rioting and like a little bit more of of you know L.A. falling apart. But and then you know where at what point you know they show the police and the riot, then all of a sudden the military shows up. <laughs> you know I'd kind of like to see you know uh, maybe a little bit okay. How do we get from police in riot gear to now we've got you know the military coming in you know i'd like to that's just me i'd like to see where that is but so far i like where it's going and uh the the episodes have progressed uh in a way that i like how it's progressed and where it's going so i'm i'm you know excited to see what the next episode will bring uh, but you know the the they are on the in, as far as the infection part, part of it, they can't really say. Uh, it's like if uh, I don't think they can really say that 
okay, this person got the infection first and got sick first or how it all started. Because if you know, uh, it's like uh, just my opinion, if you knew, if like all of a sudden they told us now, here's how it started, it kind of kills the, uh, the walking dead. You know, because like, oh, well, you know, if they'd have done this back in the beginning, they could have stopped some of it maybe or whatever. So I don't think the, I think that's why, I think that's why you'll never find out how it started or where it started and what caused it to, you know, progress so fast. Hmm. Okay. All right. Just, just kill the, kill the Walking Dead storyline somewhat. Yeah. Yeah, he he's always said that he wasn't gonna do that. So, uh, all right. So you're the uh, three episodes in. What's your take, and uh, what do you think may be missing? Yardley. Oh, I think we lost Yardley. No, I'm here. I'm oh, here. okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I would probably have to say. I don't necessarily, I think this show's kind of um, on kind of a, a straight path. I don't think that it's necessarily gone up a notch in my book, but I don't think that it's um, fallen back either. Um, still the same old strange things. Probably they kind of want to make sure going into the last few episodes that probably by the time uh, episode five gets here, I think that everybody should pretty much all be on the same page with where they think um, the situation that they're in is. Mm -hmm. So really outside of that, and, and maybe because I already know, you know they're not going to talk about where the virus is from and all of that stuff. And I don't think that they're going to spend a ton of time um, with the military stuff. I think in our peripherals, we'll get some uh, military um, action going on for a few episodes, but they're going to fall back from that because the more you involve the military, then it would put pressure um, on the writers to give up information that I know that they don't want to give out. So uh, as far as me, I would probably have to say going forward, I don't really know what to expect. I mean, I guess I would like, I, I would like to maybe see them, um, maybe meet up with more people that are thinking the way that they do. But I don't know. I just think that this show for these first six episodes is going to really be um, condensed into the set of people that we're seeing now. I don't think that they're going to expand out probably until next season. So I, I don't know. I want to see them uh, being a little bit more uh, proactive with getting more information and having a plan going forward. But um, I don't expect anything grand out of it, but we'll see. And definitely more Daniel Salazar. Um, he's probably my favorite character on the show at this point. So uh, I definitely have to say that I, I kind of look forward to seeing how his character is going to be interacting with everyone else, because it probably as viewers, uh, he's somebody that we can see at this point is uh is somebody you definitely want to have on your team yeah and they need a guy who's like already getting into survival mode you know so definitely we need that okay so uh um i don't know if you've seen this uh 
the uh, you know Sonequa um, Martin Green. Yeah, she no uh, she defended uh, uh, she defended the uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. I wonder who posted that. Yeah, you know it's funny. I've been looking for that, <laughs> and uh, and um, I was looking for because I seen it earlier, and I seen you had posted it, and I was looking for it again. It's on the uh, it's on tonight's event page right now. Oh, psh, that's where I saw. It. I posted it there. Ah, uh, there it is. Yes. No wonder I'm looking on my wall. I'm like somebody. I, I love what she says too. Yeah. I've been posting it everywhere. Yeah, I see that. Huh? Yeah, but um, so you guys might want to check that out. Uh, Sonequa Martin Green uh, defending the the show. Um, but of course, I mean, of course, she's going to defend it. She's on it. <laughs> so she's. Not but then it. again, they've had the similar issues with The Walking Dead as well. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is she's a, uh, you know, you know. Uh, She's definitely going to defend it being on it. She wants to keep, she wants to stay on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but they anyway. kept her through her pregnancy. She's good. And we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, so yeah, that's something that just happened. Uh, real quick, Olaf, uh, where did you go this weekend? I went to Scarefest in <laughs> Lexington, Kentucky. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, it's a uh, sci-fi horror paranormal convention. Uh, I got to speak with, uh, talked with uh, George Romero. Uh, uh, they weren't allowing, he wasn't allowing interviews, so I didn't get to interview him. But I talked to uh, Ari Lehman, the first Jason, uh, got a little interview with him. Uh, did a little interview with uh, Sid Haig, uh, you know, Cap- Captain Spaulding, and also uh, our 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 friends uh, uh, Moses and Thiche were there, so I, I talked with them. But they're everywhere. Uh, in in some of the things, uh, the the exciting things. One bad thing happened to me. I got uh, uh, my assistant and I were got run over by Christine. <laughs> the car uh, we, we, got, we got run over by her now I, I did I did have the opportunity kind of to kind of interview uh, to talk to Christine a little bit because Christine actually talks so I talked to her a little bit uh, and then it's like we were uh, getting ready for the uh, uh, <laughs> the masquerade ball uh, getting ready to go back go down to that. And all of a sudden, the fire alarms go off in a hotel. I've never had that happen before, uh, but the fire alarms were went off, and this voice coming on and says, uh, "There is a fire in the building. You need to evacuate and get it's a get out of the building uh, as calmly and quickly as you can." Buzzers going off and all that stuff. But uh, so that was the excitement for Saturday night. It's like you know, really kills kills things, but. Uh, uh, Thanks they finally got it all. Email edit. or text video of you during that as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like they, they, it turned out that somebody was burning incense in their room and it set off the fire alarm. <laughs> oh, I wonder why they were doing that. Uh, <laughs> that was, Let's blame Moses. 
somebody. <laughs> was, uh, yeah, I'm not sure where he was at. He did show up later on, but uh, uh, it was really fun. Uh, it was. Uh, I uh, I even uh, had uh, had a picture of my aura taken, and uh, I'm happy to say that my aura looks really good. <laughs> oh, good. I was worried about that. <laughs> But it was definitely a fun time. Uh, got to talk to a lot of people. Uh, and it's like when we were leaving uh, this afternoon, uh, the University of Kentucky uh, alumni had a uh, thing going on. So there was nothing but blue in that hotel. <laughs> mm. I feel for you. You had to sit there with... University of Kentucky. Oh. So it's like yeah, every, everywhere you look, you saw a blue UK shirt. Mm. Well, I'm glad you had a good time and, you know, you stayed safe. Uh, oh, and it's like the highlight or one, it's like, I guess, I, well, I'm going to go with this as being the highlight uh, or one highlight. I, I actually got to have my, I get my picture taken and pet a, an adult female wolf that they had there. Uh, so it, you know, it, they was trying to raise money. They were raising money for taking care of the wolves, uh, and you could sit there and, and give the give the wolf a treat and all that good stuff. That was fun. Oh wow, that is cool. Uh, but that was that was a high that was a high point. But probably the highlight was they had a masseuse there, and I got a back rub yesterday and I got one today too so <laughs> oh, shit. where where else can you go to a convention you know or go to a convention and find a masseuse that will uh, massage your back for 30 minutes <laughs> I like that that's awesome I might have brought her back with me oh it's like as as, 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 as bad as my back hurt I was like well, can you just like follow me around <laughs> But it was a good time, and I'll have some. There'll be some videos up uh, later on uh, towards the end of next week. I've got to do some, do a little editing, get them, get them up on, uh, get them up on my page and, and on the YouTube channels and stuff. And so the interviews that I got uh, will be up later on this week. All right, thank Yay. you for, for sharing that with us. And um, also, uh, go ahead, uh, Cindy. I know you have an announcement. Okay, I I have a bigger announcement later on once we start saying our pages, but I would like to say I just noticed, I just looked at the clock, it's 12.03 a.m., so I would just like to say happy 41st birthday to Andrew Lincoln, Rick Grimes himself. Yay, happy Happy birthday, birthday. Andrew. All right, Andrew Lincoln, uh, what do you get the guy that has everything? What? I said, what do you get the guy that has everything, right? Yeah, more ammo. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. And um, so let, let's start off with uh, you, Tori. How can people get you in social media? You can find me in my Facebook group, The Infectious Walking Dead, and that would be facebook.com uh, backslash fa- uh, The Infectious Walking Dead backslash. You can find me on Twitter. We have three Twitter accounts that I'm taking care of. So 
bear with me while I tell you all of them. My personal Twitter is at RushTory, and that's T-O-R-Y. So you can follow me. I always retweet some funny stuff. Uh, you can also find our group at The Infectious Dead. And you can follow us and all of our fun stuff that we do during the week. I tweet about it all week. And then uh, we started The Infectious Geek. So you can find us at, at geek underscore infectious. And I'll start tweeting podcast showtimes and uh, different stuff that we'll be doing on the Infectious Geek whenever we premiere on the 23rd of September. And you can also get us on Instagram and underscore the Infectious Walking Dead. And that's it. Alright. Um, so, uh, let's go to you, uh, Cindy. Uh, uh, social media. Alright, uh, for myself, um, you're welcome to have me on Facebook. It's just Simple Facebook.com slash Cindy Brooks Sullivan. Um, just send me an ad if you want to talk to Walking Dead or even just friend me if you want to friend me for the hell of it. Um, my Twitter is at Cindy Anthea, which is C I N D Y I N T H I A. All because my friend, who I hope is listening right now, could not figure out if my name was Cindy or Cynthia, so she just combined them. Um, so fun fact on that. It's also my Instagram and YouTube, all that. It's got the same name. Um, that's normally my username for things. Um, for my pages that I run, I run the Walking Dead fans group on, uh, Facebook, which we actually, I'm not sure what we're at now. We're at over, we're almost to 49,000 members. Um, it is facebook.com slash groups slash walking fans. So request to, to join. We've got about four admins now, I think. Um, we add everyone pretty regularly. There's usually always one of us on there. And then my big page, which has been getting a lot of love lately, um, is the Walking Dead Appearances, um, which is at facebook.com slash TWD Appearances. And actually, if you are listening right now, I did promise all the listeners, if they tuned in tonight and listened to us break down this episode, that they would be the first person to find out what our next giveaway is going to be, which we just ended a giveaway for a pair of one-day passes to Walker Stalker Atlanta of their choice, whichever day they'd like to go. Uh, mm -hmm. We just got that winner recently, uh, and they got con contacted. Um, and actually... If you're listening and you're from my page, I'm going to say what it is, and it is going to go live as soon as this ends. So you're the first to know, so you can be one of the first people to go in there and get some entries, and there's actually like 22 ways to enter. I tried to make this one a, a big one, so there's more entries. So this, con this brand new you know, giveaway, competition, whatever you want to call it, we are giving away a weekend pass to Walker Stalker Atlanta. Um, it, it's only for one. Um, however, Walker Stalker was nice enough to provide those to us. Um, so we saved the best for last. Um, we're hoping maybe we can do uh, a couple giveaways for photo ops or, you know, 
accommodate maybe our winners with a special photo op or a special autograph. We're working on those things. But um, just so you all know, uh, get ready to check out the page, hit the giveaway button, and start entering um, if you want to win a full weekend pass to Walker Stalker Atlanta, which Olaf and I will be at. So then you get to meet Olaf and I, but more mainly me. You probably won't be too excited about Olaf. uh, (laughs) Because it has been known if you hang out with him too much, uh, you will get the Olaf syndrome, and I might be suffering from it when we do meet. Um, so if I'm a little out of it, it's it's the Olaf syndrome. Uh, <laughs> I'll be catching it too because I'll be down there with you guys this year. See, all right, see, we're we're all coming, so you guys can come meet us. Um, I don't know about you guys, but you know, just anybody that friends me on Facebook, follows my pages, don't be afraid to say hi. Um, I get a lot. A lot of times I go to these conventions and I come home and I've got messages saying, I saw you here, I saw you there, I saw you in this line, I was behind you in this line. Just say hi. Yeah, yeah, me too, absolutely. I'm not not one of the guests. I'm there to have fun. I'm there to make new friends. I'm I'm there to, you know, meet the fans as well. So just say hi. I, I don't mind at all. Any convention you see me at, say hi. Now, Olaf, don't say hi. You might catch Olaf syndrome really, really fast that way. So, um, but me and Tori, you're welcome to approach us. <laughs> um, hopefully, good luck to everyone who's listening for my page. Uh, good luck with the giveaway, and um, hopefully, around that time when it's done, we'll we'll be able to announce the winner live on here as well. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Wow. So they. They get a chance to go to Walker Stalker. Yes, they they get a weekend pass, which I think was going for like one fifty. Oh wow! What, Olaf, are you sure about? I don't know the pricing. I think the I think one twenty. I think. Yeah, maybe yeah. one twenty. It was one something. Um. So, but Walker Stalker was nice enough to provide us with one to give away to a special fan. So, um, we just gave away two passes for uh. It's a one-day pass, but they get to choose whichever day they want, which we have a feeling everyone's going to choose Sunday because Andrew Lincoln's there. So, yes. <laughs> of course, he sold out very fast, but I, I think they'll probably still choose it just to get, like, a tiny glimpse of his ugly mug. <laughs> 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 now I'm going to get death threats. <laughs> uh, no, or some people might be like, you are so right. <laughs> True. You know, some people do say that. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that's pretty cool. Cool stuff. Uh, Olaf, uh, how can people get you social media? Well, you can stalk me on both Facebook and Twitter at Olaf Barbosa, but uh, just don't stalk me too close because I am a little nervous and I do have an itchy trigger finger. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so uh, Yardley, how can people get you social media? You can follow me on Twitter at militant underscore marker. All right, yes. And you can uh, get me at KentayF. And also, too, make sure you follow the show uh, at TalkingFearTWD. Once again, it's TalkingFearTWD. And also uh, like our Facebook page, uh, Talking uh, Fear the Walking Dead. So make sure that you follow us and like us uh, at the same time. Remember, tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, is the season three premiere of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus show. We're talking about double standards. So we're going to let these women have it. I mean, we're going to uh, talk about double standards tomorrow. 
and it should be a good show. You know what's funny? I was trying to look up double standards that that benefit uh, men and women, you know? And, uh, you know, as I was going through the list, there's so many more double standards that benefit women. So I'm just saying. So Well, uh, that in itself is a double standard. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so we're going to talk about it tomorrow. So it should be a lot of fun. So... Make sure you guys tune in and uh, enjoy the little bit that you have left of your weekend. For some people, the weekend's already over. So I have uh, close to three hours left. So uh, we'll catch you next time right here on IndieRadio.org. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>